You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. Well, once again, welcome to all of you that take time out regularly to listen to us each week. I am just honored every time we get an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or a comment on iTunes or even just a, hey, I listen to your show as I'm passing by somebody in public that I have no idea who they are, which is fascinating to me that that happens. <laughs> but, but just to hear feedback <laughs> from people that they love what we do. And I love the fact that you come join us because you guys help make the show what it is. I mean, I'll just be honest. That the feedback, the comments, the questions, the, the thoughts, those spur future shows. The, we don't always just come up with this on our own, right, Shannon? This is this is a collaborative thing. We don't pull it out of the hat. We pull it out of our email box. <laughs> a lot, a the- lot of time. And so we have to also say, as we start this episode, um, if you have not yet registered for the getaway in September, it's time. Time is fast approaching because we're now in June. And so, whoa. We're, we're fast approaching the early bird deadline, which is the July 1. Price will go up. And if by then we are full, we're full. I mean, when, whenever there's uh, the full amount, we're done. And so yep. we want you to join us. And you do that at SexyMarriageRadio.com. You'll find all the details you need on how to register. It's very simple. We did get word from one member that if you have not booked your airline tickets yet, um, go ahead and do so and might even check out like with this particular example we were, we heard it's cheaper for them to spend an extra night on Sunday night and fly home Monday. And I loved it because the way he worded it is, Hey, go figure extra night in the hotel with my wife. Love that. Life is pretty good. So, <laughs> Sweet deal. Absolutely. So we want you to join us because it's going to be a fantastic time together. This is really laid back, really just kind of straightforward. Like the shows, if you like the show, you're going to like the getaway. Plus, you, we get to hang out with other listeners, and I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, and some people have asked, well, when are you going to bring it to Michigan? When are you going to bring it to Timbuktu? And here's the thing. Corey and I can only do this like once or twice tops a year. Yep. Don't wait for it to come near you because that may not happen. Right. Uh, come to DFW and join us, and we'll certainly make an announcement as to where our second one is. But if the first one doesn't fly, but of course, we're not worried about that in the least because we already <laughs> have several couples registered. But what I'm saying is the more successful this one is, the more it will put us in a position to be able to put ourselves on the line financially to commit to another one because right. it costs a lot of money to do these at hotels. But we so love the fact that you are supporting the show by signing up to come to the getaway because everybody knows you get the show for free every week so we need to be able to monetize to be able to keep it going and this is a great way for us to do that so you're not only giving yourselves a great big gift and just the intimacy that you'll be able to enjoy as a couple but you're also giving the show a gift with some longevity yep Yep. There you go. And I, I well said and so to the listeners if you're just now joining sexy marriage radio Man, awesome. Welcome. Glad you're here because we we go everywhere and anywhere <laughs> a lot of times when it comes to just talking about married sex because we really believe it's sacred and it's blessed and it's honored and we want it to be fantastic for you because it's a lifelong thing and it can just get better. We've done shows about that. The sex gets better with age and 
that you get, you know, there's the more confident you are as yourself, the better sex is going to be. But there's also a trend because I know didn't wait, I'm just going to back completely up. Didn't you guys just celebrate a silver anniversary? And is that what it's called? Or is it platinum? Is it titanium? Is it alloy? (laughs) What, what are we talking about? Yes, I was about to say, speaking of lifelong things, um, Greg and I celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. Um, now, you know, we did the whole trip to St. Lucia, but we weren't able to do that until May. So actually, to date, as we're recording this, I haven't been on it yet, but I'm about to. We're counting down the days. <laughs> but um, we, the actual day was April 21st. Awesome. And Congratulations. He, I have to tell you the cutest thing that he did that just cracked me up. Um I mean, first of all, he totally took ownership of what the evening was supposed to look like, but he did run it by me first um, because <laughs> he surprised me with a honeymoon to Disney World. And I'm not saying I didn't enjoy Disney World, but had he consulted with me first, I probably would have said, let's go to St. Lucia instead. Right. <laughs> so this time he checked in with me. He said, look, there's this new restaurant in downtown Dallas that's built in a out it's constructed out of glass all the way around and it's built in a park over Woodall Rogers Freeway. I know exactly where you're talking. Yeah. Place called Saver mm-hmm. Gastro Pub. Uh it just the architecture alone fascinated me. And so I was like, yeah, I'm game. So he made the reservation. Uh and when we walked in the restaurant, the waitress or the you know server walked us over to a special table that was all set up. Uh, with uh, for the first thing I noticed is this huge bouquet of stargazer lilies, which are my absolute favorite. So, I mean, I actually smelled them before I saw them because mm-hmm. they're such a fragrant flower, pink roses, the whole nine yards, uh, lovely menus, candles, everything was just laid out so beautifully. And, um, we sat down and, and I told him I had a present for him and, and I, I, I gave, I gave us for our anniversary, I gave us his and her Fitbits. And it was my way of saying, I want us to stay really healthy for each other so mm-hmm. we can have not just another 25 years, but maybe even another 50 years. Right. And uh, of course, what he was giving me is a trip to St. Lucia, which I'm not complaining about at all. But in that moment, he realized, oh my goodness, it's our silver anniversary and I don't have anything silver to give you. And so he unwrapped his cloth napkin and he handed me a silver fork and <laughs> presented me with silverware on our silver anniversary (laughs) and I have the cutest picture of the sheep most sheepish look on his face presenting me a piece of silver on our silver anniversary but it's just a memory (laughs) that I will have forever of our silver anniversary it was so cute but hey I wanted to talk today about something silver that doesn't have anything to do with flatware um but, but it does have something to do with marriage Uh, we had made a promise in our most recent episode to revisit the whole silver ring thing. Right. Which let me, just in case people aren't familiar with the silver ring, because, because the way I'm familiar with it, it's also kind of a gold ring at times. It depends on, you know, where you are, but it's the true love waits campaign, the abstinence campaign. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yes. The the purity path. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the reason that you and I both know about this is because we were youth pastors at one time. And my guess is that you're like me. We really promoted that concept right. and our intentions were really great. Uh, I right. know that for me personally, my intention was, I don't want 
the teenagers that I love so much to fall into the same pitfalls that I had fallen into. And I actually used to be an abstinence educator. That's how I started out my speaking on sexuality career in my late twenties is I would just travel around uh, to different youth groups, different high schools, different colleges, and speak on saving sex until marriage. And mm -hmm. that's still a topic that I'm, I very much believe in. But I do cringe just a little bit when the concept of the silver ring or the abstinence ring or the purity pledge that I used to have people sign, or I, I mean, I didn't have them sign it. I gave them an opportunity. Right. I, I gave them a certificate. There's a, ton of, there's a ton of social pressure if you're at that retreat to well, sign it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on. Just a little bit of yeah. pressure. But here's why I, I, I'm approaching this show with great fear and trepidation, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forget my video camera is on. You really can see me. Mm -hmm. um, as much as our intentions were so pure, and I so delight when I see a teenager wearing a, a silver purity ring or whatever type of purity ring on their wedding ring finger. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited about that. I, I really am. I think that it's a high standard to set, and I hope that young people can aspire to go for that goal because I think you and I both, even though I had a lot of baggage from past relationships, you and I both attest to the fact that we're glad that we save sex with our spouse until after the wedding day. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want people to misinterpret what we're saying on this, but here's the downside of that whole movement. I deal with so many single people and married people who are absolutely positively racked with guilt mm -hmm. and shame and low self-esteem and condemnation because they made that pledge and then they broke it. Mm -hmm. So can we just talk a little bit about absolving ourselves of that guilt and that shame that comes with doing things that we didn't intend to do? Because mm -hmm. isn't that what human beings kind of do is we, we push the envelope and we see if that person's really attracted to us and we see if we're really attracted to that person. And sometimes we get ourselves more turned on than we intended. And yeah, but is there a reason to wallow in guilt about that even long into your marriage? Well, there's a reason because we have that we're kind of preconditioned <laughs> towards, towards dealing with guilt. I mean, that's part of the human dilemma from the fall is, is we have guilt for choices and, and so it's, it's, it's trying to learn how do I forgive myself? How do I forgive my partner? How do I forgive my spouse? How do I absolve some things? It, so, yeah, I, I want to add to it just like you with a trepidation you've got of I have the equal amount of trepidation because this is not at all a bashing pure love or true love weights or anything like that. It's no. just because that's a great thing. It's like the abstinence training is a great message but it's got to be real world still. It's got to be, you know, up front. It has to, to be let, balanced. Yeah, to let people understand that, hey, this is a better path forward that hopefully they choose. But if you don't, you're not, you don't have to walk around with a big S on your shirt or a big, you know, whatever letter. Scarlet letter. <laughs> on yeah. your shirt. and. So, yeah, because it is one of those that you, you can have all kinds of guilt and you can have all kinds of shame, whether it's because you didn't wait to have sex or whether it was because you dabbled in pornography 
or whether it was because you just bounced around to, you know, where you were just a one relationship after another, after another. I mean, can't we make guilt on almost anything that we do that it that goes against whatever our family's message was or our religious message was? Or, I mean, we can, we can rack ourselves, and that hurts, and all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. But I think that there is something very unique about the the sex part of it. You know, like I know that to go against your family of origin with other things like, uh, you know, just to bust out of the religious mold or to be a drinker when your parents were teetotalers or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, there, sometimes that can just give you a real sense of power and control and independence. But for some reason, I think especially for women and maybe it's just more of a women thing than a man thing. I don't know, but I think for women, there's just so much of that ickiness and that stigma that comes along with, oh, you weren't pure on your wedding day. Right. That just, it, it lingers. And what breaks my heart is when women play the blame game. Uh, like I know that I had a friend who, after almost 20 years of marriage, just still seemed to harbor some resentment toward her wonderful husband who thought the world of her and they had six kids with. She just still seemed a little miffed that he pressured her at all mm -hmm. because she felt like that was why she gave in. But one day I just asked her, did he hold a gun to your head? Right. Like you, you were able to walk away. You had two legs and they were functioning that day. And you know, <laughs> why, you know, like, I don't want to be like, well, boys are be boys. And of course it's going to pressure you. But the reality is, is that women have to take ownership of the power that they have to draw boundary lines and, and walk away mm -hmm. and, and just not grace him with your presence if he's pushing you beyond what you're comfortable with. But yet we so often fail to do that because let's be real. It feels good. It feels good to be right. wooed and pursued. It feels good to be turned on. It feels good to do the things that we did, but the blame game doesn't feel good. Right. Cause, cause you collude into that. I mean, if you're, if you are pressured into sex, this is what we did cut on the last show on. But if you're pressured into sex and you feel guilty about it, you're part of this. You're, you're a volunteer in this instance. And so you play part, you, you are a part of that process because you're trying to keep him interested or keep him from leaving or whatever. And so it's not this, you could easily say, yeah, he was the high pressure on this, but you colluded in the system. And so if you can own that, that helps. I'm waiting for it. you to throw out your big. I got you. I, I kind of so you, you kind of dangled it out there a couple times, but um, this is what you're alluding to. I'm guessing straightforward is there. There's a phrase you've actually said this several times. Of you know, ladies, sometimes you need to put your big girl panties on, and you need to stand up, and you need to you know go for what you need. You need to be draw boundaries, whatever it might be. And so I've used that same kind of terminology with clients before, and I was working with a woman who was coming out of a relationship and she was worried because she's never been alone. And so she was worried, you know, I want to have sex only in marriage, but I'm worried I won't hold to that. And earlier in our session, she had brought up, you know, I've heard from people, I need to just put my big girl panties on to stand up for myself because I'm being bullied. So I said to her, well, yeah, you do need to have your big girl panties on. And if you're single, that doesn't mean anybody else has to get in your big girl panties. <laughs> You know, you can you can control who who has entry into your big girl panties. It could just be you in them. 
And that's part of the whole yeah. process of standing up, isn't it? That's part of the process of being more. I, I frame it this way too, Shannon, that if I'm willing to confront the guilt, to confront the shame, to, to address the different things that I carry with me and blame other people for, when I own those things and, and recognize my role in the process and how I, how I perpetuate it and I do it different, now all of a sudden I'm giving my partner a more whole me. I like that. I like that notion a lot. And I think about, you know, like, yeah, Greg and I saved sex until marriage because he was a virgin. But the reality is, is that we pushed the envelope. I mean, I'm, just because we didn't have intercourse doesn't right. mean that we tried lots of other things. But I take responsibility for how I sometimes pushed his envelope. Right. And, and I actually, you know, apologized uh, for when I realized that, you know, this is probably more about me and my insecurities of am I sexy enough to you to wear you down? than it was about, you know, really respecting his boundaries. Right. It, but in no way was I going to blame him. And he didn't blame me either. He was just like, no, I, you know, I, I could have told you to stop that, but I kind of liked it too. And right. so I just think that when a husband and wife kind of levels the playing field and says, okay, regardless of how we handled our relationship in the dating years, what we have now we have a complete green light from God to just right. have all the sex that we want. But if we're going to let guilt or anger or blame or shame play a role in our current marriage because of how we handled ourselves prior to marriage, it, I, I just think that that's sad. Right. That is so sad that you're going to let your past dictate your present and your future when the past is in the past. Right. It's, it's in the past. Move on. Yeah. Well, I wish it was that simple. <laughs> I, mean, I do too. So tell us, <laughs> tell us, Dr. Corey Allen, what, what are some of the steps that people can take to really make peace with all of this? Because it does impact a lot of couples. And I don't know, does it, does it ever impact men the way that it does women? Because I think the message in society for men is well, all the notches you can get in your belt prior to marriage. That's just going to be great experience. And they're just not, doesn't seem to be that sense of shame. Right. That there is for a girl of you need to be able to wear white on your wedding day. Yeah. There's a, there's a social stigma that that's completely different between the genders growing up. And that's not a shocking statement, I'm sure, to our listeners. <laughs> so, but there is still, you know, you get guys that are raised with, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to, you know, I'm drawing the line. I don't, and so there's still opportunities of, all right, what, what do I feel guilty about? What have I pushed the envelope with? What have I overstepped my bounds? What, you know, that you have to have some, realization of ownership of take accountability for um i don't know what comes to my mind on a path forward are you familiar with the or and the bed no. uh, mantra <clears throat> this is from a uh, fitness guy that i have as a friend of mine and he uses this on just trying to be healthy but so you have if, if you just take a piece of paper and you draw a line in the middle of it and above it you write mm -hmm. the word or o-a-r and below it you write the word bed b-e-d the differences mm -hmm. are, this is how you approach the different things that you want to accomplish in your life. If you're above the line, it's an or. That's how you get somewhere. And so the or stands for ownership, accountability, and responsibility. This is, I like this it. Is the, this is the path to victory with the things that you want to confront. 
the bed is the path towards victim. And the bed is blame, excuses, and denial. Love it. And so it's a great okay, way to do them again. So do them again. Well, all right. Yeah. So, it's, write these down. so yeah, if you're driving, just play this later <laughs> and don't try to write it while you're driving. Cause this will be on there at sexymarriageradio.com. But the, or is ownership, accountability, and responsibility. And then below the line is the bed, which is the blame excuses and denial. And think about it. There's times when the bed is very, very comfortable. And I would just, I would just assume blame or make excuses for why I can't accomplish what I'm wanting or what, what's struggling me because I don't want to recognize my own role. Cause I just want to stay in bed today. Well, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And except for the fact you're going to end just, uh, just end up in bed. You're not going to get anywhere. The or right. is what you use to get somewhere in life. It's what will paddle your boat or your canoe or your kayak, whatever floats your fancy. So it's just a way to look at, am I taking ownership of what I have contributed to my life? So maybe I was the one that took the purity pledge because I've done that before Um where I've, I've taken the pledge. I've encouraged kids to take the pledge. I've been a sponsor of other kids that have taken the pledge and they've asked me to help keep them accountable and, you know, a bunch of different things. And I've done that. So if you didn't uphold that, okay, do you take ownership of that or do you blame or do you deny it? Or do you, are you accountable for it? Are you responsible for it? That's your path forward of, okay, what, how is this playing out? Why do I feel guilty about this block I've got towards sex. Well, maybe mm. it's because I still associate it with it's bad. All right. I'm going to take ownership of that. And is it bad now? Maybe not. You know, maybe you're married and hey, it's not at all. It's it's blessed and it's condoned and it's sacred. Right. And I sh let's have some fun with this. But that doesn't mean it just goes away. It means maybe I need to just reframe and confront this differently. And this is where I get into the idea of what if. If sex was the path towards guilt for you, because what we're talking about is if you've had sex and you feel guilty about it, or like we talked about the last time, 95% of the sex that Dan, um, Debbie yeah. had, she felt guilty about. She didn't want. Okay. So part of your path forward is probably sex. <laughs> so that Exactly. If, you have to make a new association. Yep. That is no longer associated with guilt. Right. And yeah, this shame. is this is the this is the stuff that Rick, Richard Blankenship talked about in the the sex addiction stuff we talked about with him for the two episodes of, you know, you have to make a new relationship with that aspect of your life because it's not like you could just well you could go without it if you wanted that's that's completely up to you, but if you want to have this as part of your life you have to make a new relationship and new association with it, and so oftentimes the things that brings about our guilt and shame our path to healing is going through the thing that brought it about again. It, it, that is so true. You, you have to feel it to heal it. You have to revisit those things sometimes. Right. And I think the most important concept that people need to integrate into their belief system is that your value as a human being is not based on what you have or have not done sexually. It just, it, it doesn't right. play any role whatsoever in your value. Right. Yeah, I mean, as as believers in, you know, in the whole Christian paradigm, we believe our value is based on the fact that we were created in the created in the image of God. Right. Does that change if we had sex prior to marriage? Absolutely not. Does it change if we had lots of sex prior to marriage? Absolutely not. Does it change if you had an affair or looked at porn? No, it doesn't. It it never impacts your value. It may impact how you feel about yourself in that moment, 
but hopefully you'll befriend that feeling and you'll listen to it because it's probably telling you this probably isn't the best course, right? That this isn't the highest choice that you could make to really ensure healthiness for right. yourself and your future relationships and all that. So there's a reason why those feelings of, you know, I, I say that there's a big difference between guilt and shame. Guilt says you've done something wrong. Whereas shame says you are something wrong. Right. And so to let guilt correct your course is great, but to let shame stick with you, it, it, it serves absolutely no purpose. But yet I do know a lot of couples who, they're still wallowing in shame from stuff they did a long, long time ago. And I so wish that they would just in their own minds, just take out a magic eraser and just give themselves and each other a completely clean slate. Because the reality is, is that we evolve as human beings and we're not the same people as right. we were when we were teenagers. I'm 47 years old. And the difference between the 47 year old Shannon and the 17 year old Shannon is day and night. And I think most people <laughs> would have to say that, that right. oh, they're totally different. And I'll be totally different when I'm 77. We evolve yep. and we have to give ourselves mercy and grace and even unconditional love. I yep. Even though I made some mistakes, not having any idea what I was doing or why I was doing it or how it was going to impact me, I still totally love and accept myself. Mm -hmm. It's it's never been about, I mean, it, it was about my value way back then when I was really wallowing in it. But since I've gone through the counseling, since I've experienced healing, since I've been you know speaking on the topic, all that kind of stuff. I so know that it's not about my value. Like literally when I talk about that scared little girl who was having all those sexual encounters because she didn't know what else to do with all of her insecurities and anxieties, except just to medicate them with ego strokes from mm -hmm. guys who, you know, obviously wanted their own kind of ego stroke or other things stroke or whatever. That I feel as if I'm talking about a different person altogether mm -hmm. because I know that's not who I am anymore. And I really want to equip, especially our female listeners to embrace that notion that I don't care what you did prior to marriage and I don't care who you did it with. You are still a very valuable person, especially to your husband, especially to your children. And you need to lift your head high and rip the scarlet letter off your sweater and stop living like that that stuff you're still doing mm -hmm. and just enjoy the sex in your marriage that you were designed to enjoy. Right. Because we are more than just our, our decisions and our choices. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I, I think of that in, in a different framework of, you know, how often if let's fast forward now to married life. So the high desire makes a move, it's rejected. And how often do we take that as a rejection of our entire being? Rather mm. than, no, I'm just not interested right now because, you know, we're at the grocery store. Yeah, you know? or, or I'm really stressed out with this tax return. Right. So it's just not going to work or, or yeah, okay, let's, but how about this? And, and so it's, it's recognizing, wait, I am more than just this decision or just this rejection or just this body part even, <laughs> you know, that, that I, there's a whole lot more to me. Yeah. And if I can keep that in mind and, and see that I am expanding in the sense of my, the depth of my character, the ability of who I am, my integrity, the wisdom I've got, now all of a sudden I can look at things with a different perspective and heal them. And that's the beauty of the path forward together is that you could do that and you've got a partner alongside that will do it with you. 
Yeah, the one thing that I did used to share in my abstinence education seminars that I am very proud of is I would so frequently tell them that when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't say, forgive them for their sins, except for the sexual ones. Those are too big. I'm not dying for those. <laughs> and, and that if Jesus can declare your slate clean because of the blood that he shed for you, who are you to hold it against yourself? Right. You have to know that you're okay with God. Right. God does not consider you a second-class citizen because of something you've done or haven't done before marriage or after marriage. Just stop it with the whole using the sexual measuring stick as, as a way to evaluate your value and your worth because right. it's just not an accurate measuring stick. And it's not going to get you where you want to be in your marriage bed. And I love that or principle of just ownership, accountability, and responsibility. I wrote it down. <laughs> That's good. Because it's a great right. path forward. It'll get you where you want to go because it, it gets into this idea of if you have something that you have a lot of guilt associated with. This is similar to dealing with trauma in the sense that working towards a, a, a path in your life where you can remember things, but you don't relive it. There's a difference that you a have. Big difference. You have a thought about, oh yeah, I can't believe I did that. And rather than reliving it and feeling all that guilt again, you've grown to a point where you're like, yeah, I can't believe I did that, but yeah, I'm not reliving it. I'm just remembering it. Instead, yeah, instead of reliving it, you're reframing it and you're seeing it as a spiritual marker of how far you've come. Right. And that's cause for celebration. When we see growth in ourselves, when we recognize how we've evolved, that's that's something to celebrate. Absolutely it is. Yeah. Absolutely it is. So Well, I'm glad we finally touched on this topic so that I don't lose any sleep over the show about the silver ring thing. <laughs> Hopefully everybody totally gets where we're coming from. We love the notion of setting a high standard for teenagers for our own lives. Sure. But when we fall short, there is grace and there is mercy and there is unconditional love and we have to have it for ourselves before we can give it to others. Yep. That's exactly it. If I want to if I want to love others, I got to love me too. And that's not conceited. That's self-care. That's a good exactly. path. Well, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. And here is to here's here's my encouragement. One, well, there's two things. One, join us at the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway, September 17th through the 20th. It's going to be fantastic. Two, check out yep. CovenantSpice.com. So actually, I'm changing it. I got three. And then three, get your oar out of the closet if you need to. <laughs> and start going somewhere with the things that are continually bedeviling you because it's worth it. Row your way out of bed and go. then back into bed. There you, in go. Well, there you go. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for spending some time with us. We love you for listening.